Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Cole. As a leading functional medicine practitioner, I have had the unique position to see so many alchemize their pain and health problems to their purpose. Now I want the same for you. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers, where there is a fresh infusion of grace and lightness into wellness. This is the art of being well. Join me every Thursday for a new episode. Vanderpump Rules to Motherhood and everywhere in between, it's time to catch up with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. everyone welcome back to shenanigans today we're doing a little something new here do we want to do headphones we're not going to do headphones i didn't put them on because i got my earrings today and you guys don't have yours on so i can hear you i can hear you yeah all right let's we are doing something new today yeah Yeah. we are (laughs) so i have been wanting to do different types of episodes every month whether we do the solo sheena spills or we do like a hot topics vibe so Today, we're doing a little sip some tea and get into some hot topics with two people who you definitely know. You follow her as the talk of shame and also Sirius XM's reality check, the host of the Pop Crime Podcast. I'm ready to kick it with Kiki Monique and the host of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey actor, comedian, podcaster. You guys are just fantastic. I could like keep listing off ways to introduce you, but how we doing? I mean, I feel my ego is pretty good. I feel, yeah, I know. Really, <laughs> just to hear Sheena ever say my name, it's yeah. just such a, it, it tickles me so much just because I'm such 
a fan of yours in the show from the beginning. So even when I've come on here before, it's a, you know, a really, it's really wild experience because I talk about you guys for a living and then getting to know you a little yeah. bit. I mean, it's just wild. I, I can't. In fact, I just hold my phone waiting for the Sheena text. I'm like, <laughs> you know, we finally came. I'm, I'm back on the show. I know. It was like when I watched Renaissance, it was like when I saw those people in the audience, I'm like, you're part of history because you're right. now in Beyonce's yes. film. And like Sheena said our name. We are part of history. Well, we're, yeah. part of the, we're part of the Sheena's on. Yeah. Sheena's on is happening right yeah. Which, by the way, I said, the only way I'll do it, you know, is if you sh sign my Good as Gold vinyl that yes. I bought at BravoCon. And she was like, of course. And I was like, I'm in. Let's but do this. But see, I forgot my gold Sharpie Ooh. and I can't sign it without the gold Sharpie. Oh. So <laughs> Now I have to come back. No, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to send you another one. So you can keep that one. Oh. You can gift that one. That. But I will just... Well, you know you what? Now I'm going to actually another. open this and I'm going to play it oh. and actually spin this <laughs> because I was like, this is very important to me. Yeah. Or just don't open this one because yeah. the other one, the thing is when I sign them, I do have to cut the plastic uh, and sign it. So then you can just play that one because it'll already be opened and then you can put it in a frame. You to can me, do whatever. this is taking on Mariah Carey as the top holiday <laughs> yeah. song for, for me. Well, speaking of top holiday songs. <laughs> You guys want a little preview? Yes. Obviously. So, we're recording on a Tuesday. You're listening on a Friday. I'm hoping by now the song is uploaded to Spotify. But Lala Kent and I have a new Christmas song called Christmas Slay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Countess Luann is shaking in her boots oh, right yeah. now. So you wait. So you have Like a Boss, which was the initial Sheena uh -huh. Lala. You had the Good as Gold Uber remix. And now you have Christmas Slay. Christmas wow. Slay. You want to hear it? Yes. yes. All right. It's that time Wow. I mean, what is the TikTok trend we're going to do for I know. Right? Move over Sabrina Carpenter's holiday album. So if we start playing that, like, right, right. now. Wait, wait, wait. If you, are you saying if you play this three minutes before midnight, yes. you will immediately enter 2024 with no more TROs. And that's the way you want to enter the yes. new year. So as we were writing it, I go, well, wait, the hang your stockings with carrot has to be spelled in like the lyrics, like S-T-A-L-K-I-N-G-S. Oh you're like stalking yes. the TRO. Because I'm like, why do you need a temporary restraining order against me? I'm not stalking you. I have not tried to contact you. I have had zero, zero contact. So what, what are you afraid of? I know that was a horrific moment, obviously, in your life, but I mean, it did get us. I mean, you watching the the, the reunion from the trailer <laughs> with your little bag of sun chips <laughs> is truly something that is burned into my memory, probably for the next decade at least. Yeah, that, I mean, I'm going over like, and actually, Kiki's going to come on my show to talk about like 2023 moments, and that for me is one of like that right. reunion. Yeah. was just insane. Yeah, I'm still waiting for sun chips to hit me up. So, <laughs> I see what up. All right, well. Speaking of oh. the TRO, Rachel Levis. I still call her Raquel, but I've written down Rachel because she announced a new podcast called Rachel Goes 
Rogue. What will she have to say? How many episodes is she going to talk about? Tom Sandoval, myself, Ariana, Vanderpump Rules. Who are the guests going to be? Will you guys listen? And what do you think? Well, of course, we're going to listen because I think that's our duty is to listen so that like other people don't have to. <laughs> we take it on the chin. Right. And then just give us all the notes. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Yeah. And look, I think there's a reason she's releasing in the same month that Vanderpump is premiering. It's like a smart. And Bethany is executive producing. I'm sure right. she was behind it. So I don't know. I mean, I'm sure in that first month, it's going to be still more Vanderpump talk. I don't know where she goes from there. Well, this, right. this, yeah, this is what I, th- I think about it is that I just because you have a voice and you're on a reality show doesn't mean you need a podcast. But in the year of our Lord, 2023, everybody does that. Now, Rachel has a real opportunity or the artist formerly known as Raquel to to actually if she actually comes correct, if she puts work in, if she puts the time in, it's really going to matter what happens in those first two episodes, because I even gave Sandoval's podcast a try for two mm-hmm. episodes. And then I was like, OK, I get it. You know, and and but if she can actually the thing is, and I'm not trying to be mean towards her, I swear to God, is that I've never found her to be an effective communicator, even on the show. And mm-hmm. I, I don't mean that as a bad thing. We're not all meant it's to just, do that. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, even in the intro of like, hi, I am Rachel Levitt, you know, she's really trying to be on her voice and but also Bethany producing it, it kind of. It's like Bethany's whole thing with the reality reckoning was how dare Bravo make money off this girl's tragedy. As it's like, she's making now money you're off going her. to make money off her tragedy. <laughs> and is this going to just be another Vanderpump Rules pod, you know, recap where she recaps season 11? I do think, you know, like I said, if it gives us good information, there mm-hmm. is going to be we'll all listen for those first two episodes. Right. But I do think and I would love to get your opinions on this. I think this potentially sets her up for an eventual return on Vanderpump in season 12 or 13, because if she stays in this universe, which I thought she was not going to do, but now she's at Jingle Ball, all this stuff. Yeah. I see eventually because Tom's going to be able to tell his story and he might even continue to lie in his story regarding Rachel. So there is that natural curiosity element that I do want to hear what she has Mm -hmm. to say. But I'm I'm still kind of pissed at her because of the situation, just right. knowing Ariana a little, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if she leans into stuff we haven't heard, like what happened when you were at this mental health facility? Mm-hmm. What were you doing? Like, then I might be more interested if you're going to go that route. But I can't lean on the scandal anymore. I'm over it. I feel like I've heard your story. Right. We had a three-part podcast. I well, don't... Bethany's podcast didn't even answer. Like, she she was so busy doing her own reality reckoning stuff that we didn't ask Rachel the real questions of, you know, even Ariana in her, in her new drink book talks about, like, the Jamie of it all, of, like, using Jamie as a code name in the text between Rachel and Tom. That's and I was right. like, I want to know things like that of, like, I mean, there must have been a moment that you guys kind of felt excited about going behind everybody's back. I want to know what those conversations were like. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the stuff that I'm really curious that we've never gotten to touch. So I'll give it a chance, but I'm not, it's not something that I'm excited to listen to. Yeah, what were they talking about in that video outside of Saddle Ranch that was like- Oh, that Jamie. I'm still waiting for someone who is a professional lip lip reader reader to take that video and tell us what were they saying. Mm -hmm. It's like a two and a half minute video of a, a very intense conversation, yeah. as we know, the week supposedly that they first had sex. I now have heard that there were things that maybe started before that night. I would like to hear Tom Sandoval's version of the first anything, the first kiss, you know? And I would also like to hear Raquel's version of the first anything, the first kiss, the first flirtation the first come on to the other person like I'm curious what 
both of their versions are of when exactly it started. Because yeah. I don't think we've really gotten that yet. And that's the only thing that I think this could work as a companion piece to what we actually see potentially in season 11 is that Tom will be able to tell his narrative and that might not be the correct narrative. It mm -hmm. might just be his narrative or like things that he still is trying to like right. make himself look okay with. But that conversation that Jamie uh, videoed that night, it was, you know, I bet it was just like, you're so amazing, dude. No, <laughs> you don't even know how amazing, you know, these, these girls are so jealous of you, dude. You don't even know. Like, I feel like it was that passionate. Yeah. Why should Sandoval get a list? I well, because okay, I always do, but no, I always do the list because he has nobody really. He has this tiny baby, oh, baby, okay. baby list. So on my show, when I do the recaps, I exaggerate. That. But he does. It's like he gets really excited, and it's just interesting, very tiny thing. So I just I exploit that and really make it an insane character. Yeah, so um, it'll be interesting because I'm like, you're right. The first couple episodes, of course, I'm sure the downloads are going to be through the roof. People are going to want to listen and hear what she has to say as they did, you know, on Bethany's. But like, where does it go from there, you know? Well, you know what, well, I know this is what this is all leading to, and I'm not even joking, is that eventually we will get the Sheena, Rachel sit down. And uh, no, I, I mean, listen, <laughs> I, like, you say oh, that, you say well, that. Well, well, wait yeah. guys, no, think about like it in terms of- Like media? I don't know, I don't know, but think about I it in terms of pop culture. But think about it in terms of pop culture. Like you say that now, but we do see people change over the course of a year. I don't mean going on there in a friendly environment, we're, we're friends again, but in this environment of, I do want my questions answered. I do like, and especially if you hear those first couple of episodes mm -hmm. and you're like, this is way off base. Season 12. I, I mean- We've seen, and I, I mean, we've seen that kind of stuff happen before. And that's the thing that I think a lot of people still will be curious because even when I watch this, I'm not just watching season 11 for the Ariana and Tom of it all. I'm wondering about you. I'm wondering how mm -hmm. you soften on Sandoval. I'm wondering how you feel about Rachel now. And I think that's what's going to make season 11 really interesting. Yeah. And honestly, I think if she came back season 11 and had the tough conversations, we, for the most part, maybe not every single person, but most of us were willing to have those conversations. I don't think for where she was supposedly at in her mental health journey at the time, it was the right move to come back full time. Absolutely not. But I think having a productive conversation with myself, with Lala, Lisa, Sandoval, whoever, I think that people would have looked at her much differently. Whereas instead she went into a facility, she came out, she did Bethany, she kind of went back into hiding and then boom, I'm at iHeart twirling on the red carpet. Everyone look at me, look at me. Yeah. And I have a new podcast and it's like. Yeah, it was a hard what? start. I was like, <laughs> I didn't expect that all of a sudden we were going to see her at like, yeah, on red carpets at Nobu, like doing all of these things. Yeah. Feels like she's immersed back in L.A. Well, part of me always kind of thought of her as like I started to soften a little bit in terms of, wow, she's the only person that did the right thing of like she disappeared and went and right. actually worked on her mental health. And there I was like, that takes a lot of balls, especially when money's getting thrown at everybody. Yeah. But Tom never left. He kept himself even more out there. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, is he actually getting help for any of the things that he's caused in his own life? And that's why I was so it kind of confused me when Rachel then did this because I was like, oh, you're going to throw, it's almost risking your mental health in some ways to put yourself back in that environment. Right. I almost wonder though, if she saw that Tom was getting rewarded for his bad behavior and she said, screw it. Like, I don't need to work on myself anymore. So I'm just going to jump back in. Well, well, at some point, yeah. Right. That's the thing. It's like, is she just going to lean into also being a villain? I mean, you know, this sweet Bambi-eyed girl who was manipulated by Tom and now this 
new immersing of Rachel goes rogue. I'm just like, yeah. What if she comes on huh. with like a complete like, what's up? I'm Rachel, brothers and sisters. She has a like real deep voice now, and she's like, <laughs> I've changed a lot in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it will be interesting to see where this goes. And, you know, I mean, we have a whole season ahead to air still and hopefully a season 12. And you never know what could happen. This could be her way of coming back. Yeah, never know. Uh, I never say never. Yeah, I mean, I I think in reality television, especially, you never say never. Yeah. And it'll be really, really interesting to see where all this winds up. Yeah, very true. On that note, we're going to take a quick little break and we'll be right back. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. All right, if y'all are looking for a gift for a kid this holiday season, I want you to unwrap inspiration with super fun science, technology, and art projects for kids of all ages with KiwiCo. So they have nine different subscription options. Like I said, kids of all ages, all subjects. I mean, there is something for every kid. And when you give KiwiCo, it's so much more than a box of toys. It is the gift of discovery through hands-on experiences that just gives kids the tools to learn about topics they love from dinosaurs to rocket ships. I mean... Every koala crate that we have gotten from KiwiCo, I have genuinely enjoyed doing with Summer. And I'm not the most artsy person. Brock definitely enjoys the arts and crafts more out of the two of us. But with KiwiCo, the crates are fun and stress-free. So you can enjoy quality time with your kids tackling projects together. They are tested and approved by kids and no crate leaves without approval from their toughest critic. And yes, I'm talking about the kids. 
And I also just want to point out that there's no commitment. You can pause or cancel at any time. And I really want to emphasize this is for kids of all ages, from infants and preschoolers to teens and beyond. Literal activities for all ages that give your kid the tools to learn new skills, build new experiences, and make new connections for this big, big world that we are in. So this holiday season, discover hands-on fun with KiwiCo. Get your first month free on any crate line at KiwiCo.com slash honey. That's your first month free at KiwiCo.com slash honey. It's golf. It's not golf. It's Top Golf. And if you've never heard of Top Golf, clearly you haven't been listening to shenanigans. But let me tell you, they've got a bunch of stuff that makes them golf. Clubs, balls, tees, turf even a ball picker up cart thing, but they also have so many things that aren't just golf. They've got loud music at the Top Golf in Vegas. I have seen a live band. They have unbeatable food and drinks. And let me tell you, it is a vibe day or night. I've been lunchtime. I've been happy hour time. I've been nighttime. I have shut that place down. And if you're also looking for a good time, you should try Top Golf on Tuesdays. So on Tuesdays, they do half price game play each week, a whole day dedicated to more play for less pay. So bring the whole crew, come play around. If you don't think you're a golfer, no worries. Doesn't matter because everyone can play at Top Golf, even if you've never swung a club before. And trust me, Brittany had no idea what she was doing when we went and she actually beat all of us. And I'm like, wait, I've been to Top Golf multiple times. How are you beating me? But that's the thing. Doesn't matter if you're good at golf, at Top Golf, everyone's good. Top Golf is all about play, but even they have some rules. So, Half Price Tuesday applies to gameplay only, isn't offered at every venue, and can't be doubled up with other offers or discounts. I mean, it is already half price after all. Full details and to book a bay, visit topgolf.com slash goodasgold. That's topgolf.com slash goodasgold to book a bay and come play around. Okay, so I want to go into some housewife talk because obviously I know I'm sure you're both caught up, right? Yes. Yeah. So I want to start with the real housewives of Orange County. Shannon's ex, John, is now dating Alexis. So uh, you were at BravoCon, right? Were you both there? Yes. Okay. Were you at the Bravos? Yeah. That night? Yeah, yeah. I didn't go. Okay. So... You saw, I don't know what aired. I didn't watch it back. But when Vicky was being given the her Lifetime, Achievement, lifetime Award. Yeah. Achievement Award, they had past housewives come up and present that to her. Alexis being one of them. My friend Gretchen was also up there. And then what's her name? It was uh, the, the lady from the first season. Who was with uh, Lori. Lori. Lori was there. Yeah. Okay. So they're all up there to present this award to Vicky. And I love whenever I'm at any sort of award show because of my broadcast journalism background, I always love to look back at the teleprompter and just like see and whatnot. And so all of a sudden, Alexis goes rogue. And she starts saying something. I'm looking back and at first I laugh. She's like, well, as the only woman up here who hasn't slept with Slade Smiley. <laughs> and I was like, and I like kind of laughed because I was like, yeah. wow, like Gretchen was okay with this in the script. Like we <laughs> wow. know our script going yeah. into it. And I look back at the teleprompter and I was like, <laughs> not in the script. Andy had to come up and he was like, this is not like part of the show. So I'm assuming that <laughs> oh, you wow. didn't see that on air. But anyway, after this, 
I see. I know Gretchen. I've known her for over a decade. I know her very well. Gretchen and I also have our good side and our bad side. So I already know poor Gretchen has been on, like stood next to these women, but on her bad side. Now she's got to be uncomfortable because this bitch is going rogue talking about her husband and father of her child. Yeah. So later that night, we had, before the Sandoval after party, we had the after party with everyone at the rooftop of the Delano Hotel. And Alexis comes up and introduces herself to me. And I was like, oh, I can't bite my tongue. You made my friend so uncomfortable. And I was like, oh, I was like, you're the girl who said something really rude about my friend's husband, right? Nice to meet (laughs) you. And she was just like, uh, and I was like, yeah, not cool. And I just like walked away and I went over to Gretchen and she was like, I love you. Thank you. I'm like, that's just disrespectful. It was funny if Gretchen was in on the joke and that was part of the script and she agreed to it. But to just go up there and go rogue and say that. Yeah. I just thought it was so disrespectful and rude. So wait, when you say good side and bad side, you actually mean physically. They're physically. Physical. Okay. Cause I was like the good side. I was like, oh, like she's like gets Being evil sweet. when and you and I realized you meant that she no. was already on her bad side. Gretchen on the, and I okay. both have the yes. same good side. Uh, yes. So we'll take like prom style photos all of the time to both get our left side. And so I'm like, oh, she's standing on her right side. Oh, and God. like I just, after being on TV for so long, you do, you get in your head with those type of things, depending on how your hair's styled and whatever. So I just knew from knowing her that like, damn, she's standing on her bad side. This bitch on her good side is saying shit about her man. And yeah. So then I hear that she's now dating Shannon's ex. So per at bitch of Bravo on Instagram, I guess John recently voted yes on their poll. And the poll was, Alexis delivers the final death blow to Shannon as she signs contracts for next season, driving the last nail and spiraling alcoholics coffin. Is Bravo pushing Shannon over the edge? And he voted. And he voted yes. Okay, where can I'm going to look in this camera right here. <laughs> John Jansen, I want you to see this. Your behavior is disgusting. Shannon has gone through an incredibly mm-hmm. tough year. And Alexis, I know you're just trying to get back on the show. I really, I get it. I get what you're doing. But it is so gross and you need to stop it. I don't get how you went from last season not wanting to be talked about and filmed because of your job to this season almost begging Bravo. It is so gross that you are like a barnacle on every one of those ladies in the OC Housewives. <laughs> and it needs to stop. And I'll tell you, it's going to be fun television to watch, but at what expense? Because Shannon's going to lose yeah. her mind. And I yeah. feel like that we're, we're setting her up for yeah. an insane breakdown. Yeah. And we want to see it, sadly. I, <laughs> but I do want to see I it. I do yeah. want to see it. First of all, the OC house husbands, boyfriends are the most toxic men in the Bravo universe. I am convinced. Mm-hmm. Second of all, John Jansen doesn't surprise me. So co- when Shannon got her DUI, I drove down to OC because I had to go. I was like, I had to be there the day of. And I wanted to try to find the video footage, but TMZ beat me to it. But anyways, <laughs> I get there. I get to the crash site. I see that there's like pieces of her car there you or whatever. And like I get some pieces of her car. Anyways, I know that he lives right around the corner. So I'm driving and I see his house. He has like a busted ass blind in his house. And I said, you know what? Any man that has busted blinds, I don't expect anything, Mm -hmm. anything more. I just think that he is like a trash human. I just think it is a really horrible thing to do. And then like just even in your personal life and then to throw reality television in it. And it just seems like he is one of the housewives of like you are. It's like a classic housewives move to try to get back on the show. So you're doing everything. So even with that to tie it in with Alexis at the uh, Bravos, her going rogue, you know, is ultimately part of what I think is an ultimate, like you know, the plan to get back on, you know. And that's why I don't think this is completely a 
fully real relationship because who dates for like a month and then makes a right. statement to People Magazine, which Do they did Tamara's today. you Tamara's behind this? Because like Tamara oh. is now like being like, we're really good friends or we're hanging out. She's like tweeting her. And like, it just seems like a way for Tamara to get involved because we know that her and Shannon had a falling out. She admitted that at the variety mm-hmm. party. And she won't say what it was about, but it was right around Thanksgiving. So I have a little bit more okay. information on that Ooh. is that it is about this relationship. Okay. So I believe it was Lauren Herbert from Access Hollywood. I was talking to her and she did tell me she interviewed that, did that interview with Tamara on the red carpet of the variety thing. And that it does have to do with Alexis and John. And But this is classic Tamara too, to be like, you know, like, I'm sorry. I just, I, I, I don't pick any sides, but you know what? I, and, but she now says she's, you know, had a falling out with Shannon. And I was like, you need to be there for her now more than ever. But Tamara always thinks about the job, not the friend. She's always, and that's what makes her a good housewife. But I feel so bad for Shannon of like, Tamara's now going to buddy up with Alexis and John this season, allegedly. Well, in all fairness, though, Alexis and Shannon didn't have crossover. So they were never on any seasons together. So in reality, Alexis... Well, but no, remember the lawsuit of Alexis's okay, ex-husband right. okay, that right. sued Tamara yeah, right. and sued. So there is that kind that of history. crossover. Mm-hmm. And I feel like at this point, Tamara needs to lean in and be the best friend she can to Shannon. But it's classic, it's classic Tamara and classic Shannon of like Shannon. And she did wrong by crashing into a house drunk, you know, but yeah, she right. just can't win for losing sometimes. Well, and Tamara needed to secure that spot next season. She really did. And this was a good way to do it. So what does this mean for the Trace Amigas? Oh. Dos Amigas. <laughs> I will, I will, yeah, it's like, I've learned Spanish recently. What I think that means is, no, no, I, what I think is, and this is the other thing. Shannon continued to do the Trace Amigas. My friend Medito went to their show in uh, Tempe mm-hmm. and Shannon still showed up even after all of this. This was yeah. like a couple weeks ago. I didn't think she'd do it. And she still showed up. And I just think, for Shannon to do that at this time in her life, it wasn't, you know, like that helped those ladies out. But I think that's all that's done for. Can you imagine they still do shows and they oh hate my each gosh, other? Right. Well, I mean, I was even surprised to see her at BravoCon just with what too. she had yeah. recently gone through. Did yeah. you talk to her? Yeah, I spoke to her. So all of us got together on a Zoom like a week or two before BravoCon just to go over the lay of the land. And I saw her on it and we had a moment, but I was just like, oh my God, it was so good to see her because I love Shannon. I've known her since I think her first season. We, met at an event, exchanged phone numbers, bonded, and I've just always had such a soft spot for her. So seeing her on the Zoom was great, but I was like, damn girl, you're you're coming. Like, I don't know if I would. So, I mean, hats off to her. You're telling me there was a Bravo Zoom with I all know. Bravo celebrities? It was so insane. That's the show I want to <laughs> I see of just people, the Bravo celebrities watching it. The Lay of the Land. And then it was like, we all had our kids on, but we all had to be on mute. But then Summer was like, hi, hi. Like, no, I was like, Summer, they can't hear <laughs> you. But no, it was pretty cool. I had no idea everyone was going to be on it. And wow. I was like, wow, that was awesome. But so I heard that The night of Shannon's hit and run, the DUI, she was overheard complaining about Lexus in the bar earlier that night. So do you think this is what drove Shannon over the edge that night? I mean, I think so. I think that supposedly the neighbors heard her and John screaming. It was so loud that they heard it. So I think that she went over there. They got into it about Alexis. She takes off, crashes into the house. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all she wrote. Yeah, I had heard from somebody about that night or even like Alexis and the situation and Alexis saying that she felt snubbed by Shannon at some point. 
But I do also think that John seems like that kind of dirtbag guy that's going to flirt with anybody that's on yeah, TV. And that is going to lead to that fight. But also Shannon, not to make excuses for her, was coming off the OC reunion where she didn't look great. She had a couple of other seasons. And I don't mean physically didn't look great, just didn't look great in what she was saying in regards to uh, Gina's uh, kids and things of that nature. So I think, you know, there was a toxicity building up around Shannon. And it's got to be a really stressful environment when your show's airing, everybody on social media, we're all making memes, giving yeah. our comments and it's not going well for you. I imagine she's not in a, wasn't in a great place. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, sending Shannon my love. Cause I, I do. We're I giving you her. grace. And Shannon. yes, absolutely. Do you think it's a thing in life? Is it a Bravo men franchise in this that like they have to date within the friend group or does that happen outside of life too? Because I'm, I'm in it. And it just, you know, happens in my friend group, but we're also in the Bravo group. I feel like I've just like seen more often than that. We always hear about sugar babies, but I'm hearing more <laughs> about, I don't know what the terminology is for sugar men. Like what what do they call themselves? But I'm, I'm seeing more Sad. of that of <laughs> men who are like, they want to be taken care of and they want to be. And so they do these like, it's not even F boy things because it's mm-hmm. like they're being... I don't know what you would call it. We have to come up with a term for that. I think there's an interesting thing when you get a little bit of a TV following is that, you know, a lot of these people, they just didn't, it wasn't even in their purview, an expectation in their life. So when they start getting that, when they start getting somebody coming up to them and multiple people coming up to them, I think there's an allure to that, that they don't even realize. And I think, you know, sometimes I think women get unfairly blamed of them chasing the spotlight when in a sense, you know, men didn't even realize they wanted the spotlight and then they get a taste of it. And it's really, right. it's really alluring and powerful. And I see it all the time with the, even at BravoCon, you see it nonstop. These guys, the Bravo guys are like on cloud nine. They can't even imagine. Like I saw some of the Southern Charm guys like JT for the first time. He was like, I was a king there. I was a king. Oh yeah, I well, met him. You are know? you <laughs> saying that there are John Jansen stands out there? I, I refuse to believe I it. hate to say I used to be a John Jansen stand. In fact, for the BravoCon last year, I saw him first at the Gansvort. And I, I, I was like, John Jansen. No, I was so because I covered the show, so I was so excited. And Shannon, but, but I, I joke about. I used to joke about him all the time, so I got so tickled to see him. But I think anybody on Bravo or anybody on television, you're going to have somebody that's like that person's on television. Even right, even Tom you're Sandoval. Right. For all like people saying they didn't like him and all that, they still want a picture with him. They still want that oh, yeah. moment of somebody that's on TV. That's so exciting for people that that we live these kind of yeah not average existences, but I you know like I live in normal life for the most part it's really exciting to be around somebody that's on tv and i mean honestly i had one photo op next to tom and tom and then it was like jacks britney and kristen and i think lala and katie maybe on another side but i mean everyone who came up to see the toms they were so excited for both of them and hugging both of them and i've seen videos from his shows recently and he's still selling out shows and people aren't there booing they're there screaming for him and excited and just even at Life is Beautiful when the moments that we were kind of walking in the same area and I would just see the girls flock to him still. And I'm like, this is it's wild. so true. Like but my, yeah, I had to take back everything I said about Craig in the past because when we saw him in real <laughs> life at the variety party, I was like, oh my God, like, I'm in love. He's so, I mean, yeah, we we were at this variety party and we, she was, he was like, let's go up and talk to Craig. And I was like, well, I think he blocked me at some point for a meme. <laughs> 
And but I will say, one of the most attractive men in person. I mean, he's attractive on oh, TV yeah. too, but so attractive no. in person. And how smiley and nice he was. And I Tom, love him. I mean, I yeah. And it, with Paige, I was like, this is an attractive couple, uh-huh. like in person. Yeah, I was blown away. Yeah, no. So. Craig, please uh, unblock me if you're listening to shenanigans <laughs> I'll, today. I'll, I'll tell please. him. Thank you. Yeah, I will say I've literally never watched Southern Charm because. When I met Craig and Shep, like the first season, they told me, do not watch the show or you won't like us. Like you'll see a different side of us. And I just thought they were so charismatic and charming and just so funny and fun in person. I had a great time with them. I did watch What Happens Live with Shep before and just hanging out with them. They're like, please don't watch our show. You will like see a different side. (laughs) And so I don't watch the show. Well, Craig actually comes off great now on the show. See, now I feel like I want to go back and watch it. Now it's been so long. He he got beat up a lot. Yeah. Well, Shep Shep is like encased in carbonite. He has not changed (laughs) at all. Have you made out with anybody from Southern Charm? Chap. Whoa! She got chapped. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got yeah. chapped. He's like, don't watch yeah. the show because you're on it. Well, now. exactly. <laughs> and that, I, so I never watched it. And then I remember last year at BravoCon, we were all in the same car and Shep was saying something about the show. And I was like, I haven't seen it. He's like, what do you mean you don't watch my show? I was like, you told me not to watch your show. I was just following instructions. Oh, it's amazing. But I do know, speaking of, there's some drama going on on the show. So fill me in and then I want your input because I'm sure most of the people listening to Shenanigans do watch. So I had Olivia on before this season started airing, but after it was already filmed. And I know there's drama around Taylor and Shep and all of that. So what's what's your take on what's going on in the Southern Charm world? Well, what's interesting is I feel like every episode we get a little more detail and a little more information because mm-hmm. it's kind of started <laughs> out where it's like, yeah. okay, Olivia and Austin have broken up. And then like Taylor and Austin had a moment where they're like, well, should we, you know, should, you know, is there something here? Cause right. you know, obviously there was an attraction. People had seen it on. Yeah. And then they say that they just like made out. It was, yeah, just it was a, like a day a, thing. A made it was out. Like a Nobody fast. believes this. Cause again, we I've know like, and, like, cause even Shep was like, who just makes out? Cause he knows I can't, I yeah. can't just make out. And then it's like even weirder because Taylor was helping Olivia sort of kind of get back with Austin during this time that she's like trying to be with him. So that's that's like the worst betrayal. Because right. you're like, why are you having conversation? This is like the Rachel having a conversation with Ariana. Right. You know, like had, this is duplicitous. No, right? we had literally compared it a little bit to that when Olivia when was on the show. if we had been more invested show. in Taylor and Olivia, like if they had been on for 10 seasons, right. I think this would have exploded way more. And that's why Absolutely. we were so invested in Tom and Ariana because mm-hmm. we knew them over such a long period of time. But oh, it is, yeah. Taylor got lucky. Because exa- yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Imagine if we really, mm-hmm. you know. And so now it's sort of coming out. It's like, Craig, I love what a gossip girl Greg Craig has become oh, because totally. he's asking the right <laughs> questions yeah. and he's getting Austin tripped up because he's like, wait, I thought you guys like made out in New York. He's like, no, I'm at my house. And it was like, wait, so mm. did, are there multiple times that times? you guys were hooking up? And that's like, that's what it story. sounds like. And then Austin tells Madison in this past week's episode and is like, you know, confiding in her about this relationship with Taylor. And he was like, you know, actually, it was a little bit more than just like it was like we were actually going for like a week and like, should we actually do this or not? And then telling Madison, who he's, you know, had a relationship with that Olivia's the one. Olivia's the one. And I just wish she's such a perfect girl. I wish I could actually be with her and and step up. And I think what a weird, weird show. And the men on Southern Charm, it's a different kind of. Of 
it's a different kind of male that you see. It's like this mixture of Southern gentlemen that they're trying to actually, there's a toxicity of that Southern gentleman, but also trying to be like hip and like for women's rights. And it's like this thing that keeps bouncing up against each other because they're all cheating on each other like every other friend group on Bravo. Well, the ratio yeah. in Charleston, it's like, what, seven women for Everybody every man. Says this. So I it's like, you know, they just kind of like, and I'm sure there's always new women coming in. Like, you mm-hmm. know, what is that Matthew McConaughey line? Like, they keep, they, you know, they keep getting older. I keep right. getting older. I they keep stay, stay the same age. All right, all right. That's, by the way, that's what chefs are doing. All right, all right, all, all right. right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Okay. We're going to take one more quick little break and then I've got to get y'all's take on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, oh my God. God. Be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. To all my moms out there, we know this. Routines are good. We like routines. They help with the chaos. They can cut down on time. My husband is a stickler for routines, but you know what? I love them too. And that's also why I cannot live without my easy yet very effective skincare routine from Dime Beauty. So let me tell you, Dime Beauty is clean. It's a high-end skincare line that is also affordable and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. And when I say clean, I mean Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient. So you can use their products every day with confidence knowing exactly what you're using. So when I first heard about Dime, I wanted to try the works. I wanted to just take all the guesswork out of my routine. So I figured that the works collection was going to be what was best for me. I don't have to remember the order of a 10 step routine because it's like, come on, no one has time for that. So the work system is everything you need in one powerful package that includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, if you know me, you know I love anything with sunscreen and their tinted glow wonder screen with SPF 30 just came out in new shades and has incredible five-star reviews. 
So for any hard to shop people for on your list, Dime is a wonderful and affordable gift. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their product reviews are literally all five stars. So if you haven't checked out Dime, I mean, where have you been? Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. All right. And our next partner on shenanigans today is Brock's personal favorite, which has now become one of my favorite things to do in my morning routine. And that is AG1. They are the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. So I decided I had to give AG1 a try because A, I was tired of hearing Brock talk about how awesome it was without being a part of the party. You know what FOMO is? That's what I felt. And I was like, all right, I'm going to try it. Because if you're like me, you may want to add a scoop to a smoothie instead of just a cup of water. So Brock and I have started drinking AG1 in the morning Sometimes he'll have it, you know, whether it's right before he goes to the gym or right after the gym, but it's usually always in the morning because when you start your day with this, he made a really good comparison. It's like the feeling we get when we are out of our ice bath and we know we just accomplished something so good for our body. That's how we both feel after we drink AG1. It's like, I know I just put so much goodness into my body that I feel great and I feel ready to take on the day. Every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and whole food sourced ingredients of high quality that give me major benefits like gut health and mood support. I have felt recently my energy has been boosted And after bleaching my hair, let me tell you, my hair, I feel like it's even healthier looking as well as my skin and nails. So if you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash Sheena. That's drinkag1.com slash Sheena. Check it out. Okay, so last night I watched the most recent episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. This is a show I have seen every episode of. I have been so invested from the first season. Obviously, I had my own part in that, those (laughs) twisted storylines in the early years. But I've always been very invested in the show. And specifically Kyle, you know, she's the only one who's been on every single episode of this show ever. So I want to get your take on the Kyle and Sutton of it all, because it's like Sutton's criticism. Is it really concern, you know, and just the way she's acting towards Kyle? Is it warranted? She made comments about Kyle's behavioral changes. You know, she's working out too much. She's not drinking. She's getting tattoos. But her delivery is quite messy. But also, I'm sorry, when did it become bad to not drink alcohol and work out. That sounds healthy to me. Yeah. It sounds horrible to me. I mean, <laughs> uh, I don't to be I don't honest, it does not yeah. sound good or fun, but no. I do admit that it is a thing that should be encouraged, and especially if right. that's the, the route she wants to go. But we're also in housewives land. This isn't the real world. And these ladies, you know, Kyle's going through real issues, and they're just like, well, why isn't she drinking? Like, that's, that seems to be the main concern. I know. But also, Kyle mentioned a few episodes back that she was struggling. And... It seemed like then no one really showed genuine 
concern or to be an actual friend in that moment. And then fast forward to now on the show, Sutton is essentially accusing Kyle of hiding something and not being honest. And it was like, she tried to open up in the beginning. Maybe we didn't see all of the conversation. You know, obviously there's the whole world of we film hours long and we don't get to see every hour. True. But... What do you think? Like, is Sutton showing genuine concern for Kyle, like, as a good friend would? Or is this her attempt, like, low-key at a takedown? I just don't think Sutton has that capacity. And even Kyle called it out a bit. She was just like, you think a big deal is when your designer can't come over here and, like, you know, and your biggest problem is your husband has to give you more child support because, like, (laughs) and you have your kid 100% of the time. Like, I think that she is very just like detached and so Mm -hmm. even if someone is coming to her like with like here's my problem she just can't see past herself sometimes i think Sutton, you know and also falls in line i think with lisa barlow as well from salt lake is that she's unapologetically herself and it does sometimes come off to us a little kooky because i don't have those kind of problems i don't have to worry about money at all because i don't have any but she does and it's a different thing but also i don't i don't necessarily go well she's not being a great friend because i've seen plenty of times where kyle's been a horrible friend to sutton throughout the course of it but kyle usually is a reliable narrator who we trust and she doesn't come off kooky in a lot of ways so it does but i also want to say two things can be true at once sutton is making a point something is going on with kyle something obviously is going on it's just the delivery and housewives of beverly hills they come off more as working work like workmates instead of real friends like I hate to keep bringing it back to Vanderpump Rules but that last episode when you talk to Tom and you can see that 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 amazing scene where you're just mm-hmm. like this is and you see the pain in your face like that's real friendships mm, those are real friendships <laughs> and these are just more working relationships that are on television mm-hmm. and I think that's why it comes off so bizarre right. yeah so what do you think is really going on with Kyle like are the tattoos a form of feeling liberated and freedom and just something fun you do later in life, you know, taking control over her body. I mean, I see nothing wrong with getting tattoos at any stage in life. Personally, it's a form of expression. I'm like, you go, girl. Like, I want to take Kyle to get her next tattoo. No, I told Kyle on the red carpet at BravoCon, I said, this flamingo tattoo is a matching tattoo I have with my best friend. Like, it's normal. Oh, I have so many. This one, Kristen Doty and I have. This one, not to flip off the camera, Brittany (laughs) and I have. Like, I have so many. I have this one with another friend. I have so many. I mean, this is T, actually. This is going to be on this week's Beverly Hills episode. Kyle now debuts. This is going to... It's all happening on her forearm. <laughs> that's yeah, that's actually happening. No, but I think it is. I actually the- tattooed that on yeah, Kyle. Yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> there was a point in my life, if you've listened to the show, my show, like four years ago, that I was going to get the It's All Happening tattoo Still in the waiting. same place just to get a picture with Sheena before oh I actually knew you. And I was like, this would be so funny. And I was like, but then I keep it the rest of my life. And I'm always that guy that got the It's All Happening tattoo. <laughs> yeah, what's I've wrong with that? My- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you'll make the video with me, yes. But so the w- thing that also that got brought up this week. Weekend, I think on Instagram, your bitch therapist pointed this out in a series of slides that Kyle reposted that she lost one of her best friends through, you know, trigger warning through, you know, taking her own life. Mm -hmm. And Kyle was going through something so intense about losing a friendship that that does spring like change of like you do see, okay, that could possibly lead to wanting to take stock in your life and where you're Mm -hmm. at. And I just wonder why those conversations aren't being had on this show, because that really does. You want to know what's wrong, Sutton? Well, I lost my best friend. I didn't Mm -hmm. know I lost my best friend and it made me reevaluate everything in my 
right. I still think the Morgan thing is a whole different topic that has nothing to do with that. But yeah. I do want to hear more about why, because it is true, Kyle is going through something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that she's also been, look, she was married at what, like 18? Like, yes. She has been a mother, a wife for all, like decades. 27 years yeah. she's been married to Mauricio. She's finally doing Girls Trip. Like, you know, she didn't do Girls Trip, I think, until Real Housewives happened, right? You know, it's like, she's finally like understanding what it's like to maybe have girlfriends mm -hmm. and maybe she is getting a little over infatuated and what that leads to. She's I don't really, really excited care, to have a girlfriend. But like yeah. at the end of the day, she's like, I think finally living her life for herself. And yeah. so that's why I'm enjoying it. It'll yeah. be interesting to see Kyle a year from now, mm -hmm, you know, totally. and I really do want to I want to know what's going on. But watching that relationship between Morgan Wade and her and those scenes, seeing Morgan on camera for the first time, downright giddy. She's yeah. like, hey, oh you hang up first. No, you hang <laughs> yeah. up first. No, you. And I just felt it's that so kind of cute. high school, I love to see it. whether it's friendships or sexual or whatever it is. You can just tell there's a genuine excitement that yeah. I used to have in high school when you had a crush mm -hmm. on somebody yeah. and you would just be like, I hope they like me so bad. I just want to be around them so bad. Yeah. That's what it reads like. Yeah. yeah. No, I think the same thing. And I love to see it. I think you see like a genuine happiness. And even if she is going through something personally or in her marriage to have a friend who brings out a giddy, happy side of you. I love to see it. Mm -hmm. so, I love to see it, but I can't it wait is, to see more, it's but... really dark because you realize she does have right. a marriage, all of these kids. Yeah. And yeah. even at that variety party, she talked about saying like, listen, I knew things were going wrong going into the season and I don't have a strong poker face and mm -hmm. we hadn't even told our kids yet. And I just thought that was interesting too of like that push pull of trying to be real on a reality show, but also right. still trying to hide things as well. And protect your family. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on flashing back to the psychic of like season one or two? How crazy. I mean, it is, but it's like, I hate to give her that much clout anymore because it feels almost just like picking at Kyle at this point. Because look, at the end of the day, she did have a very long lasting marriage. It wasn't yeah, like- and like, let's celebrate that, yeah. you know? Even if every marriage isn't meant to last forever, 27 years? Yeah, people that's grow. Like, I, in, I, in Los Angeles? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I believe, I don't, I don't know if I believe in monogamy because I believe that like, if you're constantly growing, like it's impossible. Right. I think the people that stay together that long probably are the same person their whole life. And I mm -hmm. think that some people are like, I don't want to be the same person my whole life. And that might mean I shed you. I mean, look, Cardi B looks like her and oh, Offset yeah, might be over. And like, that's yeah. a little relationship right. that, you know, I saw. But she even went on a live and was just like, you know, I know what I want for myself in 2024. And I just feel like Kyle is kind of the same way. Look, she's talking about like she wants to live in the mountains and become a cowgirl, it seems. So it's like. <laughs> I think that's more. And Mauricio, dream, I like, think, likes being in Beverly Hills and yeah. doing the Beverly Hills yeah, thing. Yeah. And by the way, people do grow apart. I mean, I've gone through divorce and I can't even imagine what it would be like if you had had a like an hour long video of people going yeah their relationship sucks they'll never make it if i had to watch that on a loop year in year out right. it would really bum me out because yeah. when you're in that relationship you're not thinking this is someday going to be over yeah. you're thinking no. of this is my wife or partner or husband or whatever and i'm this is going to work so totally. it's got to be wild but at this point when you're in the bravo atmosphere the you know you get this all the time you get editor trolls all the time mm -hmm. like it just must be wild to have that hit over the head every episode but Kyle's got to be pretty strong at this point in terms yeah. of just what Bravo does. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like every time I've ran into Kyle so much recently, which I love it because I don't usually see any of the housewives this much back to back. But I saw her at Kathy's party this past week. I saw her at BravoCon right before that. I ran into her at the interview space. And I just, again, sending Shannon and Kyle so much love, whatever they're going through. <laughs> I love them. I am. I stand them. So but back to Sutton. 
I want to know your take on the whole magic mic of it all. Why do you think she was overreacting? Do you think it's because she didn't get picked or was she just uncomfortable? I think because she wanted attention. Yeah, she, she wore pants. She made a very she clear wore that her she dick wore pants. pants. She was like, I wore, I wore my leather pants so right. people can grind up on me. I said, I say, come on. Like She was so bummed and she was a little, probably had a little like vodka grapefruit yeah. and it probably bummed her out. But I kind of knew that immediately. I just think as humans, we do that. We like, no, it wasn't about that. No, no way. When it of was. And I think there was something kind of a tinge of sadness about it. Cause I did like, I'm like, why can't somebody ride Sutton on I stage? Know. Come on. Like it's a long show. We could have brought her up at some other point. Look, I can say I got Sutton's number at BravoCon. I'd be like, girl, if you want to go back, I know all of the magic mics as well. <laughs> oh, okay. I can I, get I you on go. stage. Sheena just offers straight <laughs> up. Hey, I can get you laid. Right? Straight up. Yeah. You're going to come over to get that tattoo. <laughs> the amount of times I've been on the magic mic stage, I do have some connections. Okay. So, oh, yeah. gosh. What were your thoughts on Garcelle's comment about Dorit's jewelry not getting stolen as she just then was like, I mean, that was shade. But I mean, obviously, people have been saying that online, but like, I did not expect that to come out of her mouth on camera. Mm -hmm. And then the key, for them to keep the pause. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They kept this pause after she dropped it right. where she sipped. And I was like, Dang, sometimes Garcelle, like, she'll come off as this reliable narrator that everything she says, and then she'll sometimes hit you with something so shady, and you're like, oh, dude, because that brings that back up into conversation. It's the Sagittarius in her. I do the same thing. I'm like, I'm so reliable until I... Well, yeah, and, but, but those moments from somebody like that, that yeah. kind of housewife, really blows you away, because uh -huh. then you're like, yeah. oh, damn, that's like, yeah. you really mean that. Uh-huh. What did you think of it? I feel like the housewives, they're, they're so savage. Like, I feel like we're crazy on our show and messy and whatnot, but I don't know that I would ever want to be on a show with that caliber of women who they just, I mean, the things they say, I was like, oof, you savage, think that Housewives it, is but... more, sa I mean, early VPR, I'm sorry. Early VPR Stop and it? the reunion VPR are very savage examples yeah. of reality yeah. moments. Yeah, true. I've had people say that about this past season. Also, I'm did like, you mm. see people's uh, discourse about you in uh, Crystal's basement? And they're like, oh, no, Sheena's with all the housewives. They're like, I love that rumor always gets floated when anybody hangs out with housewives. It's like, maybe Sheena's joining the cast. Maybe <laughs> I mean, Sheena's I was the only non-housewife at the Showgirls yeah. panel. Mm -hmm. Oh, Sheena confirming and keeping this rumor going <laughs> that this is happening. I am the Exclusive. only married one on Vanderpump Rules. It's all happening. Just kidding. <laughs> okay. Done with Bravo. Because I want to get your take on my girl, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> so this is a woman who literally does it all. I mean, I think I keep myself busy. And then I think about Kim Kardashian. She is running a billion dollar brand empire. She's a mom of four. She's training to become a lawyer, doing all the criminal justice reform. It's like, how does she have the time for any of that on top of filming a reality show? Yeah. And so I saw recently that she is going to be starring in a legal drama for Hulu <laughs> with Ryan Murphy yeah. and producing. So uh, I know there was the American Horror Story that she did, which is on my list of things to watch. I just don't have the times. Yeah. I'm like, how does she do it? But um, what do you think about all of this? And just with you know how many studios have cut programming and done layoffs this past year is green lighting a series like this, taking opportunities away from career actors and creators? Like, what do you think? 
I get like annoyed when like really famous people take over too many spaces. <laughs> like I remember when I used to do voiceover work and it was like they just started oh, yeah. picking like actors that maybe didn't have great voices, but it was a recognizable one. And it's like mm-hmm. annoying because it's like that maybe didn't fit it. But you, you know, you went you were like, oh, I'd rather spend the budget there. And I feel like that's what happens with now with shows. It's like, oh, well, this person has a big following, even if they're not the right fit. Right. We're going to give it to them. Well, that's it. Exactly. Because, you know, they know they're going to get the BTS post on an Instagram from Kim about the project. It's going to be passed around like I passed around somebody's uh, Instagram post in my stories. We all talk about it, all of this stuff. So, bam, this project's got legs now. It's got, you know, already automatic publicity. I mean, we can even relate it to podcasting and how we started this show with Mm -hmm. Rachel of like, okay, so does Rachel really want a podcast or is she told this is part of a way to make money and stuff? And it's like, I want people that actually want to be here. I mean, you've been doing shenanigans how many years now? Like way before the podcasting boom. And I think that's the frustrating thing, even for us who all have shows is that like, of course you have name recognition, you're getting it out there, but do you really want to be doing this? And do you have the wherewithal to stay? Mm -hmm. Now, Kim has proven to be an insanely hard worker. I mean, she puts everything into it, but I, I do sometimes worry. She just announced a Netflix movie the other day too, with two SNL writers. I believe. Yeah, that oh, she's yeah. produced the, the fifth wheel, fifth the fifth wheel. wheel. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like it really is. But she's one of those people that knew what it's like to not be as famous as she wanted to be one day. So now that she's here, she is going to give every single thing. And it also helps to be a multi billionaire where you can pay right. people to do all of the little stuff, or even just in Beyonce Renaissance, how she tours around yeah. with a chiropractor, a massage person, this or that. And I'm not comparing Beyonce and Kim. I want to make sure that's clear. yeah. But Kim can do it all, and she's going to take every opportunity while it's here Mm -hmm. but it is she's dominating what i mean i don't even know what you call what she it's just domination right now. yeah yeah would you consider the kardashians talented because i feel like this is a debate that people it's like oh well they don't sing or they don't act they don't this and it's like i feel like kim is proving everyone wrong but i feel like talent comes in so many different forms i think they're extremely talented and smart business women and i do think that you're not gonna ryan murphy isn't gonna just put someone on a show who's a terrible actor like you have to have some sort of talent but would you consider that family talented i just don't even know if i know what the definition of talent is anymore Mm -hmm. because it doesn't mean anything like yeah could you be really good at like creating a content where you can hook someone in the first five seconds. I think that's a talent because yeah. like to get someone to watch a video right. in the first five seconds, but someone would be like, that's not a talent. <laughs> I think we used to have a definition of talent. And I actually, after seeing the Beyonce yeah. Renaissance movie, yeah. I'm like, well, this is talent. This is because there's a voice. Right. There's this, And this is what we used to consider old school talent. Yeah. But now, like you said, talent can be considered anything. It can be considered TikTok videos and all of this stuff. So we don't even have a history of that kind of talent mm-hmm. yet, which we do in singing, acting, all of these other kind of art forms, even podcasting. We don't have it long enough that we're like, oh, this is extremely yeah. a talent. Mm-hmm. So they're talented at a lot of, other, I mean, I think one of their main talents is being able to stay in this so long yeah. and increasing in revenue, increasing in eyeballs. I mean, everything, that's a talent. It's just not how I always, I'm old school. My talent always was, is this person a singer, musician, a dancer, an actor? Those to me will always be considered talent, but they are I know. I mean, at some point, it's just like it's like they're great machines. They're great like entities. They know how to like keep a well-oiled machine going. And is that a talent? 
sure, I guess. Well, I watch American Horror Story and it's like, Kim's good. But it's like, I know exactly working at an acting studio in the past. I know exactly how she got coached. I know Kim uh -huh. is a memorizer. I know she knows exactly, okay, I hit this. And it was a lot of Ryan Murphy-isms where it's like, he's going to write to Kim's strengths. Right. So with all of that, she's not going to fail and she will make sure she doesn't fail. She'll get extra takes. She'll get the proper lighting. She'll mm -hmm. get whatever she needs. And she will, no, she, Kim is not going to be bad yeah. at any point. Right. She won't let herself be on TV. Okay, well, let's talk about real, quote unquote, talent then. Travis Kelsey and Taylor <laughs> Swift, both two very talented people in their own fields. Maybe Travis not so much on the field the last couple of games. <laughs> you know, it's like, boy, you're literally <laughs> dropping the ball. Yeah. But what do you think about them? So they've been quite public for however many months now, spent holidays together traveled internationally their families have hung out i feel like we've seen more of this relationship than relationships she's been in for years mm -hmm. do you think it's publicity did ryan reynolds and state farm have something to do <laughs> with it i mean this relationship sponsored by state farm yeah. right but it's kind of how it started yeah you're not going to convince me this is real i don't care what what you do i just i'm never going to believe it's a real relationship. i think it's as real Even as, as it get can married. be i think it's as real as two people that are that famous okay whatever real can be for them mm -hmm. i think it's real it okay. might not be real in terms of how we view relationships but i think it's real for where they are in terms of celebrity I will say I'm fully supportive. It gave me a chuckle. I always, but now I'm getting to the point where speaking of talented, I think it kind of takes away from the conversation about her artistry. And I'm unfortunately, I know you're a huge football fan. I just don't really pay attention to sports mm -hmm. that much. And I know he's considered good except for this past week. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I think it takes away from that conversation of just how her output in terms of songwriting, what she, how she is as an artist, which I think we're now having those conversations about Beyonce all the time. I don't want it to over, I don't want this relationship to overshadow her actual artistry and her actual mm -hmm. work. Yeah. If things didn't work out with Travis and you were tasked with playing matchmaker for her, who would you have in mind? Who would be the ultimate perfect match for Taylor Swift long term? Kyle Richards. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like I would want to put her with like a random prince. Oh, I would. Okay, a, like a prince. That's... I would. Okay, or like an unknown Kennedy. I mean, she did date the Kennedy kid for a while, right? Yeah, I mean, I just yeah, feel like was... she needs royalty or something. I don't know. Gosh, that is a great. That's a great question. I, I mean, like I, I can think of joke answers, but I'm trying to think in terms of actual who I think would be a fascinating relationship. But I just think she is such a like at the top of the heap in terms of stars is how do you have those real relationships? And, you know, it's like she couldn't direct, you know, she couldn't be with like a Christopher Nolan, you know, director of Oppenheimer. Yeah. Or, you know, mm -hmm. could she? Yeah. I mean, God, what about Taylor and Greta Gerwig? Mm hmm. Breaking up marriages. But. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. You homewrecker. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. All right, one last topic I want to ask you guys about because I've got to get going to Dancing with the Stars. Ooh. Kristen Cavallari recently was trolled for saying on a podcast that it doesn't matter when you sleep with a date. So she was responding to a listener question on her Let's Be Honest podcast when asked about how many dates you need to go on before it's okay to sleep with the guy. And she answered, I don't think it fucking matters if you sleep with him on the first or 10th date. If there's chemistry and feelings there, it doesn't matter. People then flooded her with misogynistic commenters and people saying that it was trash advice for young women in today's society. 
Another person said, we live in a hookup culture. If you're looking for something sustainable and lasting, sleeping with them right away at the get-go is not the way. So should you wait to engage in physical intimacy with a partner? And if so, what do you think? Like, how long should you hold out? No, Kristen is absolutely right. Because I know people who were married and they hooked up on the first date. Like, She's right. If there's chemistry, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. To me, the weirdest thing was that her her fans, her audience was coming for her. And it's like it goes to show like how your branding can change. Because when I knew Kristen Cavallari from Laguna Beach, that girl would have said the exact same thing. And her audience would have been like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And now her audience is like, shame on you. I know. You're a mother. And right? women always Good. get it doubly. Like men are allowed to sleep around. But right. women That's what I was going to say. Does the same question, like, question ever come up for men? It's just su- like such a double standard. Yeah. It's it is very weird, and it's like I have more of like a or, or kind of the earlier Kristen Cavallari. No, like I, I was like I've slept with not many people. Like I, I don't think that's shocking to anybody. And like I was in a long marriage and a mm-hmm. long relationship, and I, you know, so I was going from these things, and I kind of missed out on like casual hookups and dating and things like that to the point where I don't even I can't even read signals. Like I don't even know how any of that works. So when I had to get on like Hinge for the first time, that was like the fear of God. And then you would even read people who were like, oh yeah, yeah, hook up with him on the first night and then I was like is that what you're supposed to do and I was like so scared I was like I don't even know how to make moves and how do you do this and how do you do that but it is interesting just from a pop culture observation of how women get treated in this space mm-hmm. is that we all laugh about the Southern charm dudes, even though we know like, no offense, Shep's hit list is probably like a mile and a half long. Can't but imagine. women, like we then look down on them so much. And oh, it's yeah. like, wait, why is there even a different conversation in this at all? Like it, it makes no sense to me. It doesn't. Cause I'm sure I could give Shep's hit list a run for its money. And then I would be looked at See, as the crazy then, one. I just want to say I was on the make out hit list, not the sleeping hit list. <laughs> okay. Just going to put that so, out there. Okay? No, but we would come down on you more and go, what's her problem? Exactly. What's up with her? You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what, Kristen, get yours. Kyle, Shannon, everyone sending you love, wishing you the best. And if you guys enjoyed listening to this form of shenanigans, doing some hot topics, you want to hear more, let me know because I would love to have both of you back. I feel like oh, so we could easily back. talk for another hour. This was so fun. So fun. Please so tell fun. everyone where they can find you. Well, they can find me on TikTok or Instagram at The Talk of Shame. And I'm uh, at So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey on Instagram and the podcast So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Check it out. We're both on Betches Media now. Oh, yeah. We're really excited. So come check out our shows. There's plenty to choose from and see if you like it or not. Yeah. yeah thanks for listening and watching, guys. Bye. Sheena Shea. Shea FK. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Looking fine and I got my girls with me uh, With the boys at the table getting tipsy Miss me, kiss me one more time Get over here, boy, I'ma make you mine yeah. Do you want it? Let me see you shake that uh, Do you need it? Let me see you shake that Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.